Welcome to License to Talk Insurance, a podcast for independent insurance agents. Hello, my name is Amanda Yanis, and I am the Director of Marketing at Chicagoland SIA and one of your hosts for this podcast. Hi, I'm Kelsey Conklin-Ramsey. I'm the Director of Digital Strategy, and I am your other host for this podcast. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, Pierre Poinsett of Poinsett Insurance. Pierre joined us just about a year ago here at Chicagoland and has a very very extensive background in the insurance industry. So Pierre would love to hear a little bit about your background, insurance related and non-insurance related. Well, thank you, Amanda and Kelsey. I really appreciate you all uh, allowing me to join you all in this uh, little podcast. And I certainly hope that uh, I am worthy of the opportunity. So I became an insurance agent many years ago, not too long after my father had passed away. And it was kind of a life-changing, obviously a life-changing moment where it made me very reflective of what I've done up to that point and, you know, what do I see myself doing in the next 20 or so years? I'm old enough to be able to say that I've done a lot of things, but I'm young enough to say I knew I didn't have a lot of time left in terms of finding that right career, if you will, for my final chapter of working. And what better the type of, of a job business that allows me to do a lot of good for others while also making a living doing it. So for me, it's really been as much to do with the helping of others as anything else. Um, and I've learned a ton of stuff in terms of uh, how best to go about doing that. So definitely it's been a good journey so far and looking forward to what the next several years hold. So Pierre, you started out in the captive agency model. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how you made the leap into the independent insurance agency model? Sure. And I, I you know, I'll skip past the name <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, for, for uh, many reasons. No, I should, let me just uh, stop kidding around. Um, I realized probably um, two years, maybe even three years before I made the leap, that I would need to make the leap. And it primarily had to do with the, the nature of the insurance industry as a whole. Here's what I mean. There are 20 or 30 companies that all look and feel and smell kind of the same to the average consumer. And these companies, um, you know, we all know the names and, and uh, you know, see a lot of ads and so forth. The problem is that you're going to have companies that are going to go through, as they all do, a cyclical uh, nature when it comes to being competitive in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. it turns out price is important for, for people, right? And, and so when you're with a, uh, a firm that you're really stuck with the pricing as they see fit for them to be profitable, which I understand, I've, I realized I just wasn't competitive in this marketplace. And so I had to do something different. And so the independent insurance route became really the the right thing to do. Of course, there are other things you can do in the insurance world. I'm always telling people there's, you know, you can be an agent, but you can be a number of other things. For me, being an agent is the best thing. And so uh, going independent has really been a good move for me so far. You mentioned that you wanted to be an insurance agent for the good of others and to help others. How would you say you're helping people? Like a lot of people understand how insurance agents help. One of the things that I say whenever I'm talking to someone for the first time is typically, I hope that when we finish this conversation, you walk away knowing more than you knew before you came into this conversation. In other words, 
hopefully there's some aha moments that the person has. Something where they might say, you know, no one's ever told me that before. Or I totally misunderstood that particular, you know, type of coverage or that concept. So for me to have people have these eye-opening aha moments is a huge, huge thing. Yes, I would love to get their business, and hopefully I end up getting their business. And this is where the move from captive to independent is so critical because I would often get the response, Pierre, it's not you. I think you're fantastic. However, I just can't afford that rate. And I get it. I totally get it. And I, you know, try to do the thank you for your time and that whole bit. But, you know, at some point it's, it's, uh, the frustration gets to a point where you have to do something different. And so once again, this was the move. And like I say, being able to have people feeling more competent when it comes to understanding insurance, I think that's really, really cool. So Pierre, in this journey into becoming independent, why did you decide on Chicagoland? So, you know, as you can probably imagine, I did some did some homework and it's, you know, one of the other, and this is one of those industries where you're going to hopefully develop some good relationships, if nothing else on the business level, even if it's not a, you know, quote unquote friendship where you're hanging out with this person after work hours on the weekends and so forth, you know, your families get together, whatever, at the very least have some good business relationships. And I brokered several what I consider to be very good business relationships while in the captive captive world. And that led to, you know, recommendations and then me doing my homework and start in terms of, you know, is this the right place to go? Well, Chicagoland SIA got high marks from several people. And it, I think one can always say, you know, not every situation is perfect. And so there are going to be aspects of any opportunity that aren't perfect, but, when you you know do all the checks and balances, I think Chicagoland provides the, I think, and this is where a lot of people don't understand, it goes beyond the initial, here's what the contract is. The amount of support that I have received as an independent agent affiliated with Chicagoland SIA has been significant. I don't feel like I'm out here alone. You know, the word independent is only in title. It's the way I look at it. It's really been a great partnership as I see it. I can get support for a variety of things, usually same day, sometimes within the same hour. just depends on what the day is like for me or for the other per, uh, the person who I'm going to for some help. That's huge. And I'm not saying that doesn't exist in the captain environment because it certainly does. But I think, once again, the trepidation that many might have going independent is that, oh, oh no, I got to make, make it all work on my own. No, you have great support here at Chicagoland SIA, and I think it's been the best decision I could have made. Well, we're very happy to hear that, Pierre, so thank you. <laughs> is there one thing that you can point to uh, with your experience with Chicagoland SIA that I think was the most helpful or the best support that we've given you? I'm going to answer this question a few different ways, and here's what I mean. You know, support comes in different flavors, right? It, there's the kind where it's it's tangible, uh, whether it be financial, and here's what I mean. Uh, my relationship uh, via Chicagoland SIA led to getting a scholarship to take the uh, Hartford School of Insurance 
small business commercial specialist certification course. Took that earlier this summer. Without Chicagoland, I'd be coming out of my pocket a significant amount of money. And so that is a great example of a tangible, quantitative type of support. Now, on the not so tangible, the level of support I've gotten from, and I'll just be very candid and say, Kelsey, you have been amazing. Um, Gail Godfrey as well has been amazing. But also uh, people back at the office, Joanne Hart and Tammy Nelson, you know, both for uh, Joanne for commercial and Tammy for personal lines have been have been great. And it just it it really has been a very welcoming environment for me, literally from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, when Mike, Michael Donald was kind enough to uh, spend some time with me and help me to see what this vision was. And, you know, I really found myself saying, OK, I once again, uh, are, are, is any situation perfect? No, that's not realistic. Right. But to have a situation like this one to have gone as well as I feel this one has gone. Any missteps or situations that I've encountered have not been because of Chicagoland. Let's put it like that. It's been because of you know uh, other vendors that I've encountered <laughs> during this uh, process. And so you know I, I just think it's been it's been amazing. It really has been. Well, thank you, Pierre. I definitely blushed a little bit. Thank- Thankfully, we're not you know on camera over here. <laughs> 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 but we're we're so happy to hear that, and that's really what we do strive here over at Chicagoland is making sure is exactly as you said, that even though you're independent, you're not going through this alone, just because especially coming out of the captive agency model, there is a good level of support there. So we want to make sure that our agents are set up for success. So any advice that you would give to other insurance agents, either current captive agents or other independent agents? So captive wise, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> get out of there <laughs> run for the hills <laughs> run for us run i mean i and i you know i'm saying it jokingly but it's and and let's understand the captive insurance company in its current form is not likely to change much over the next, next 5 or so years are there changes happening for some in, you know specific captive companies absolutely we're seeing uh Companies pulling out of certain markets, you know, certain states, for example, due to all these catastrophic claims that have been going on these last five plus years, California and Florida and other parts of the country. The independent agent, what I would say in that instance, probably is make sure you're with a affiliated with an organization that is going to provide you with that support. Because most, I shouldn't say most. I can only speak about me. I work by myself right now. I'm probably going to be doing this for another 18 months minimum by myself. And so I have to be with an environment that not only provides me with the learning opportunities, either just from a conversation I might have, uh, not to mention formal training, but also, you know, dealing with people who are competent, (laughs) and you guys are very competent, you guys know what you're doing. You know, that's a that's a huge, huge thing. And so as an independent agent, realizing that you don't have to do it by yourself. That's really the key. And then, of course, I mean, the other things are kind of the should be fall in the category of um, it goes without saying. And here's what I mean. 
you want to get with a uh, independent situation where you have access to some competitive carriers, both in terms of you know uh, product type as well as obviously price, right? So you know Chicagoland checks all those boxes, no no question about it. I, I really think independent agents also have to get out of their own way. And here's why, and this is true for captive too. Get out of your own way when it comes to, you know, if you aren't, if you don't have a balanced book of business, and that balance is going to be different from one agent to the next. And here's what I mean: what percentage commercial versus what percentage uh, personal lines? I am leaning heavily on the commercial side, and that's a that's a strategic decision. Probably primarily because of the volatility of personalized insurance. It's it's much it's a very commoditized environment right now. So um that volatility to me doesn't lead to stability. <laughs> and so uh, and that that's not to say that you don't have volatility in the commercial space because you do, but it's a different animal totally in my opinion. Uh, and the understanding of the business owner as terms in terms of the importance of insurance and why these different coverages are necessary. Now, there are certainly, you know, personal lines customers who are very knowledgeable as well. It's just that you have a, a larger percentage of people who, let's just say you have to do some heavy lifting with them. <laughs> That's probably the best way to, to say it. So I, it's, it's to me really a, it's, it's kind of like read the room. If you're an insurance agent, if you're not really understanding the environment that you're in, shame on you because you're really probably making a lot of mistakes as a result. You have to, if you're not staying, like I just finished a, a continuing education course literally this morning on um, ensuring home-based businesses, you know, questions to ask, steps to take, et cetera. And it was a great course, you know, so picking continuing education courses that are going to really be impactful that, you know, don't just do the, uh, I got to get my hours in with, you know, my 24 hours before, you know, my license uh, renews. That's the wrong attitude. You've got to go, what else can I learn? How else can I be of service to others? And that's, I think, when you have that kind of mindset, it, it really is a game changer. Your whole attitude takes on a whole nother level, in my opinion. That's a really great point about you know, not just taking the education to get a certification, but to focus on how that education is going to help you as an agent and then help your clients either get the coverage that they need or to better understand the coverage. These courses are really amazing at helping agents, uh, like you said, ask the right questions and better explain coverage to their clients. A lot of times we agents, and I look at it from where I was years ago to where I am now, we don't know what we don't know, right? And if we don't know what we don't know, we certainly don't know what questions to ask. Um, we don't understand the, you know, my understanding for your basic policies, let's just say HO3 or homeowners, what my understanding of it is today and how that document works and the endorsements and so forth is so different than what it was even just four years ago. But it's because of the continuing education I've got. And also, you know, I didn't mention this, but I'm also an insurance instructor. I teach classes, the uh, pre-licensing certification courses for all lines, all four lines of insurance, life, health, property, and casualty here in the state of Illinois. 
doing that has been an amazing enhancer to my level of understanding of insurance. You teach the same course and literally hundreds of times. I've done that for all four of those. I've taught them a couple of them over 200 times. You can't help but develop a, a deeper understanding for things because all of a sudden there's some concepts that maybe prior you had a decent understanding for them, but all of a sudden it becomes razor sharp because of teaching. When you have to teach others a concept, especially if they give you that blank stare that I would often get <laughs> in, the, in the middle of class. So, so then it's on me, as in my opinion, it's on me, the instructor, to change gears and figure out how to help this person to learn. Now, I can't do that in every instance for every person. Sometimes I'm teaching, in, when I'm teaching live in person, 70 people. Online, I can have as many as 140, 150 people. So it's hard to make sure every single person is in lockstep. But because I've taught so, so the same thing so many times, I can head those misunderstandings off at the past based on how I present the information. And so it's... Having to have done that, gone through, going through that for myself, once again, has enhanced my ability as an insurance agent. And I really think it makes a difference uh, for my customers. I can definitely relate a little bit to that. Uh, I make all of the content for Conklin Insurance Agency. So I write all their blogs and their product pages. And when I started this job, I wasn't even licensed in insurance. I am licensed now. I do all the continuing education and having to sit down and write those product pages and to come up with blog, blog topics that are going to educate our client base has really helped me with my deeper understanding of the different coverages and what people need to know about them and little nuances between different policies. So. If you're not in a position where you're able to go out and teach a class, just having to write it out and communicate with your clients in multiple forms can also be a way of forcing yourself to get that deeper understanding. I'll tell you an exercise. This is off topic in a way, but it's relevant. A course I took in uh, college, that had, it was a technical writing course. And one of our uh, exercises was to Write the instructions for setting a mousetrap, but don't use any words. So it had to be all symbols. So talk about forcing you to, well, how do I, you know, how do I do that, right? Well, lo and behold, after about a a day or so, you know, thinking through it, you figure out how to use symbols and so forth. And keeping in mind that in some countries, an arrow might mean something totally different than in this country. So if you're writing something for international consumption, take that into consideration as well so it's it's um i agree with you anytime you are having to put yourself in the seat of others right how would this does this read well am i making sense here and maybe i need to have another set of eyes look at this before i publish this all those kinds you know being humble is what i'm saying (laughs) essentially don't act like you know it all right i mean it's it's okay if we don't we're all constantly learning, especially in this industry, that's for sure. Oh my goodness, yes. So Pierre, I know we just talked a bit about you know your insurance background, and obviously you're very heavily involved in the insurance industry, especially as being an instructor. 
But I, I think you have such a unique background. And I think this plays a lot into your current business, including into your logo, in fact. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about your background prior to insurance, how you incorporate that into your agency. And then something that Amanda and I are constantly chatting about is community involvement. And you are very, very involved in your local community. So I'd love to hear a bit about kind of how you combine all of these aspects into your agency. Okay. This is a, you know, hold on here, strap in. <laughs> it's going to be a ride. I, I just I mean, asked, that was a, that was a loaded question, but right. that was intentional. You know, you know, <laughs> when I was one year old, no, just kidding. Um, okay. So yes, I have had a, uh, I guess the right word is securitous route through my work career. Uh, my degree is in industrial engineering, and I did formal industrial engineering for the first yeah, three to five five years of my work career out of college, um, and have done other engineering-related jobs um, overall in my first, well, let's see, for about the first 10 years of my career uh, coming out of school. And then I kind of became this guy who tried a little bit of everything. I've always been fascinated by a lot of different types of things. Uh, and so I was in concert production for a while. The last big uh, tour that I was involved with was the TLC Crazy Sexy Cool Tour in 1995. Um, so when you do production, you're the behind the scenes, make it happen, uh, you know, people. So that was a unique experience. Uh, so, in other words, that learned, that taught me all about proper planning and, and uh, you know, how that can impact, you know, several others. Uh, I've done a lot of, of um, marketing type work as a consultant. I uh, had a little small marketing business for about eight years or so. And whether it be, uh, and Amanda, I can relate to, you know, writing, putting together different types of materials. I used to do brochure writing and graphic design for the brochures and every, you know, help design how a website would look and so forth. I even started trying to learn a little bit of coding, right? So, you know, my little curiosity, you know, got the best of me. Let me try to figure out how to do this. In the years prior to becoming an insurance agent, the last 10 years approximately before becoming an insurance agent, I did two things pretty much in lockstep. One, I was a manager for the container store. So I worked in retail. And if a person has not worked retail, or let me say it differently, anyone who has worked in retail can appreciate that customer service muscle that you uh, exercise regularly and you know, patience and you know helping to serve the needs of, of your customer and anticipating needs that they didn't even know that they had, et cetera, et cetera. And the container store at that time was considered to be one of the top businesses in the country when it came to their employee uh, training program, it was a uh, practically two months, which is unheard of now in the, in the industry. So then at the same time, uh, I became a master gardener, master gardener program here in the state of Illinois through the University of Illinois Extension. And that led to uh, doing a lot of volunteer work, uh, whether it be being a docent, like at the different flower shows like Macy's and Navy Pier, or I was one of the master gardeners that in, 
was involved in maintaining the smart home exhibit at the Museum of Science and Industry, which is still there. And some of the native plants that are there, I helped to plant when it all was first put in. But that also opened the opportunity for me to go a little bit deeper into the gardening world. So I actually had a gardening business for about 10 years. And this is where the, my logo comes in that you're talking about, Kelsey. So my current insurance logo incorporates what looks like the silhouette of a plant that's coming out of the ground. So I, I stole that from my Intimate Gardens, was the name of the business. Uh, and my, my tagline was, we create garden rooms. So it's all about finding that outdoor space that you can make another room of your house. It's outdoors, but it's a room. And I've done that at our house uh, over the last five years. We, you know, I really feel very proud. My wife has said as much that I see your vision now. When I first was proposing doing the things I was going to do, she's like, are you, cra are you crazy, basically? And so, um, but I took the logo, that, that silhouette of a plant growing, and used it with my current logo. So different colors and everything, because purple is my primary color of my of my uh, logo. But um, that flower, that growth coming out of ground, that uh, you know, as we develop our, as we nurture our understanding of insurance and therefore protect ourselves better, that's what this logo really kind of says for me, anyway. Um, in fact, my tagline now is, "As you grow." so should your insurance. You know, if you're somebody who lives off the grid and so forth, yeah, your insurance needs are totally different. But if you're someone who not only, you know, lives in a metropolitan area, owns a home, um, and in this day and age, perhaps works from home, and oh, by the way, maybe actually runs a business from home, yeah, you're growing, but you better make sure your insurance is, re is reflecting that growth. And if you don't, you're going to be really, really, it just only takes that one time, you know, and <laughs> that could be the one that wipes you out. Uh, and keeping in mind that the insurance piece is a part of a bigger financial picture. So it's, you know, I just came from a meeting this morning with a meeting with a commercial customer, a prospect, I should say, where I needed to understand how his different corporations were set up. Are, the, are three of them under one or is it they're four separate or whatever? I said, you need to find out from your accountant because depending on what the circumstance is for you, will dictate significantly on how we go about insuring you. And oh, by the way, if your accountant comes back saying, well, this is how we you know, we're set up, I might say, well, that's really not a good way to do it because the liability that the individual might uh, have to suffer, whereas it should be on the business. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's more detailed than that. But my point is, you know, really, you know, the... The gardening piece for me is that growth, is that nurturing, is that, you know, give it what it needs, the water, the, the fertilizer, and so forth. And so the same thing with insurance and my customers is help. I can't teach them everything in the first conversation. That's another mistake to avoid. I have to give them what they can digest. And as time goes on, give them a little more. And I find that that typically works for people because a lot of time when you start talking about all the the nuance is like they zone out. <laughs> You're like, okay, Pierre, look at the time. I, I need to go now. Um, as you can tell, I'm a little bit of a talker, right? So I have to make sure that I'm not just talking to be heard. I need to be talk talking to be understood. Speaking of time, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
we are actually running a little longer than our average episode. So I am going to have to sort of wrap this up so that we're not running too far over. I did have one final question I wanted to ask you, though, before we go. Sure. What was the biggest surprise you had when you made the switch from captive to independent? How long it would take to get up to speed. How long it would take to get up to speed. That's not a deterrent. It's just you need to know that that trends, particularly if you are a seasoned captive agent that has a uh, mature book of business, and I'm talking something north of 500 policies, if not well into the couple thousand. Unless you're able to take those customers with you, you're scoring from scratch. Now, your ability to, to sell is much different because you're not a scratch agent in terms of knowledge. But yeah, the time it takes to get up to speed. Um, and it's going to be different for each person. You know, what it was for me is not going to be the same for the next person. But that was a big surprise. I can appreciate that. Kelsey, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, Pierre, I just wanted to thank you again for joining us, for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to to chat with us here on our podcast. I know the information that you shared is so valuable, not only to our current members, but to other folks who are considering joining Chicagoland or even jumping into the independent agency channel. So we can't thank you enough for, for joining us today. And we really enjoyed having you on the podcast as well. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you.